Good morning. Good morning. On this nippy spring morning, after a couple of days of summer, so spring goes. And uh, turning the page of the calendar from March to April in the meeting room, this uh, beautiful calendar of calligraphy that a Zen friend named Tom Kirshner, who is a, a monk living in Japan several decades, working as a translator and a scholar at Hanazono Zen Institute in Kyoto, living at Tenryuji. He does this calendar every year using famous calligraphies, sometimes uh, Soen Roshi, uh, Genpo Roshi, this year. Anyway, uh, today's poem, calligraphy for April, is a single raindrop drenches 10,000 mountains. Oh, raindrop. One drop. What do we understand by this one drop? One drop of refreshing rain. Okay. Then let's look at the 10,000 mountains. How many people are sitting here? Peak after peak. No need to count. Peak after peak. Endlessly arising the distant mountains. Life after life. Peak after peak. One drop. Get it? Obviously, no explanation can possibly help. This is what we are here, realizing this one drop. Refreshing zazen. In this suffering saha world. Being. And a couple of days ago, I spent 24 hours or so at Daibusatsu Zendo, intensively working with Edo Roshi on several projects. And in the meeting room, he had a scroll by Soenshaku, Soenshaku Roshi, the first Zen master to visit these shores back in 1893 at the World Parliament of Religions, the teacher of Nyogen Senzaki, the first Zen master to teach Zazen on these shores, and of D.T. Suzuki, the great scholar who brought Zen to the West. 
this Soyan Shaku Roshi. There's a scroll with quite a long poem, but the last line was, Only the wind comes to visit me. The door opens all by itself. Only the wind. So you can put yourself in a little mountain hut for a moment. Springtime. Sitting. Zazen. No one around. Only the wind comes. To add any words to this is really such a shame. So, understanding that, I'll speak a little bit as long as we are in agreement that whatever I say from this point on is irrelevant and superfluous. It's such a dilemma, really, for all of us who are in a position where we have to speak so-called dharma talk. In the early days of giving talks, I would often think, what can I say? What can be really helpful? And now I think, what can I not say so that I can be really helpful? And actually, I cannot say a lot. Since you have been sitting for some time, many of you, I cannot say a lot. So the term upaya, skillful means, how do we speak about what cannot be spoken? And how do we speak so that those to whom we are speaking can understand this unspoken There's a great temptation when people are new in the practice and excited and exuberant about Zen Buddhism, the extraordinary transformations that the practice can bring. There's a great temptation to... um, want to persuade others of how this is really good stuff, you know? But the less said, the better. Sorry to tell you. Because the natural inclination is to hang on to someone else's words, right? Hang on to someone else's experience. Latch on. And in giving someone a place to latch on, we're creating dependence. In so many ways we do this, not realizing it. Wanting to be kind, wanting to offer 
something of our own understanding. We have a new precepts class in the process of sewing rakasu and reading and learning and memorizing sutras. By the way, those of you who have already taken precepts, I don't want you to use sutra books anymore, okay? Post to hear a response. <laughs> Time enough to have memorized everything we chant together on a regular basis. My memory's not good either, but let's at least make a strong effort to memorize what we chant in morning service, what we chant for Sunday talk. That's so easy. It's in English. The Song of Zazen. I'm not asking you to memorize it in Japanese, but in English. Then you can try Zazen Wasan in Japanese, memorize. And of course, Tedai Denpo, the lineage. I must do this. This is part of the way we cultivate and deepen our vow. So with this class, this Dukai class in mind, I want to devote the talks over the next few months to the paramitas and precepts. But this may not happen. But that's my intention. While I was at Daibosatsu, we were discussing the 30th anniversary celebration, which is going to happen this year, 30 years since the founding formal dedication of Daibosatsu Zendo. Hard to believe. And um, I'm hoping I'm hoping that many of you will come for that session if you can get the time off from work. It will be some days after the actual anniversary date of July 4th. Session will be July 7th through 14th. Saturday the 15th will be the big ceremony and celebration. So please try to plan ahead 7th through 14th plus Saturday the 15th. And those of you who absolutely can't get the time off, please plan to come on the 15th. That's the day of the special dedication and quite a few things are happening. So one of the um, considerations as we were talking 
was how Americans view an invitation to such an event. So Ada Roshi asked me, do you think that American students understand that an invitation is not merely an invitation? (laughs) So with my deep understanding of American culture, I said no. (laughs) Because in our culture, to receive an invitation is usually thought of as, oh good, I'm going to get something. Right? Get some nice food, have a nice time, hear some talks, appreciate this and that. And then, bye. So it ended up with my uh, having to write a letter for Daibasatsu Zendo to clarify, to teach. What is it to receive an invitation? What is it to be a guest? And of course, you know, I had just heard, I may have spoken about this last time I talked, but I had just heard Audrey Shenandoah, clan mother of the Onondagas, giving a talk about uh, actually what she said was, in the cycle of nature, all beings are giving, giving, giving. We humans are the only ones who have been taking, taking, taking. So we need to give thanks and start giving back. The fundamental teaching of Anandagas about the land, about the way we are temporarily borrowing a sip of water, borrowing soil, and receiving with deep gratitude that which lives on the land. is giving to us all the time. Sunlight, one drop of rain, the wind, feeling of gratitude that comes from this understanding. It's not a question of saying, you should be grateful can't feel gratitude if you don't know that the door opens by itself. That one drop drenches 10,000 peaks. So in our Zen practice, this is the experience itself, not someone's words. And then with your rational mind, you may want to ask, well then, why do we have to memorize the sutras? (laughs) Just for that reason, that it's not someone else's words, 
so that you can remember you wrote, so-called wrote, you spoke Shakyamuni's, you yourself. Ha! Chanting one day, ha! From my own heart, these words come. But if you don't memorize them, it doesn't happen. So memorize the sutras. All right? So anyway, uh, working together on this to teach that it is, of course, uh, in Japan, natural custom. If you are invited, you bring a gift. Make a contribution. If someone does, does some service, some ceremony for you in your house, you make a gift, some contribution. For our culture, this is not so uh, reflexive. It's actually something that we, if we look deep down, we find a little resentment about. How much do I have to give? We actually hear people ask this. Well, all right, for this ceremony, how much do I have to give? Or do I have to give something? And We really need to begin to re-examine this because it has such a, a negative influence on our lives. The more we feel this kind of drawing back and kind of protecting what's mine. This is mine. I can't give a little piece, but not too much. The more we feel that way, the more our... Um, our entire existence is contaminated. And we don't even realize it. We don't even realize the extent to which we are harming ourselves. Therefore, you may have thought I forgot, but I haven't, the first paramita, right, is what? Dana. 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 Giving. Giving not only in terms of how much you can write on the check, not only in terms of how much you can make some nice treat for someone, but in the most important ways, transforming your life, giving. A giving mind, a giving this mind, this word mind, heart, okay? A giving heart mind. It has so many uh, different flavors. Maybe in a negative way I can say, by not being dismissive of others, we are giving. It's so easy to put people down. And of course, this comes from a, a kind of stingy attitude inside, stingy toward ourselves, thinking self, other, two, separate. Stinginess, closing down, dismissing others, others' viewpoints, others' quest, others' struggle. 
you all know the symbol of the Enso, right? Enso, Zen circle, yes. And many of you were here for Kaz Tanahashi's workshop and benefit performance and watched him create these amazing Ensos. Speaking of, slight divergence, speaking of um, having the amazing opportunity to be with Cause I wanted to say how incredible Ronnie Selden's concert in the Zendo was the other night, Friday night. The residents were here and a couple of Sangha members, and that was all in terms of the Sangha. Otherwise, luckily, we had some people from the community. But I really feel that when we set up something, a Zen master in an art form like Shakuhachi blowing Zen or calligraphy, brushwork like causes, or a poet, we will bring Jane Hirschfield, or any such thing that, you know, it, here again, it's a matter of giving. You may think, oh, I don't have time. I have other things. There are many other things going on. But if you think that Shakuhachi, grandmaster, oh, Ronnie, you know, he comes. He's in the area. Okay, fine. I'll hear him next time. This concert was absolutely extraordinary. Came into the Zendo, sat down, and played without a word for an hour and played more evocatively, more hauntingly, more beautifully than I've ever heard him in all the 25 or so years that I've known him. Not come again. And I understand how resistant you feel to what I'm saying. It's not enough that I come to the Zendo. I mean, I'm coming twice or three times a week. It's not enough that I'm trying to struggle through making my rock suit. It's not enough that I have to memorize sutras. I have to read the books on the list. Now she wants me to come and hear some guy from wherever with a flute. Well, yeah. You call yourself a Zen student. It's 100% plus. There are lots of new age things you could be doing instead. Go do them. Or, really, this opportunity will not come again. Or, really, see that, all right? This will not come again. Moment after moment. This will not come again. You'll be dead soon. This will not come again. I diverged. So about the Zenso. The power of the brush when it first meets the paper.
All right? The power of that. And then being carried, penetrated. This one drop, penetrated until what happens when it comes fully around again? Each enso is completely different. Sometimes some strands of ink merge into the beginning. Sometimes there's a space in which the energy from the beginning and the energy from the end have a phenomenal relationship. Sometimes fully meeting. Again, phenomenal relationship. Some time ago, maybe uh, a couple of weeks ago, before I, the night before I was leaving for Austin Zen Center to do session there, I realized with guilty feeling that I had promised to give a piece to uh, Peace Incorporated art auction called How Great Thou Art. And I thought, well, <clears throat> it's kind of late and it's due while I'm away, so I'd better do something. So I started getting lots of paper and ink ready and began doing Enso. And after about a hundred, it was very late, <laughs> very late, but I thought, okay, maybe one or two, the rest gone. And the reason for doing so many was to get rid of anything but the dana, the feeling of just that brush doing what it was doing, just out of the way. If there's any self-consciousness in our giving, of course there is holding back. And our practice of zazen is this giving with no self in the way. And if we have this feeling of exhilaration in our practice, just giving ourselves to it, then there's no need for me to say any of what I just said. Do you understand? Maybe. The energy that goes into that first mark that's carried through the end soul, that ends with a subtlety and returns into that first mark. What is that word, that Ouroboros, that uh, snake with a tail in its mouth? It's a mystical sign, yes? There is the whole of being, the whole of being. And how we sit is just like how that first mark 
on the page. I have this feeling of just natural Donna. Give ourselves away. Away, away. Just everything we realize. Everything is constantly being received, constantly drenching us with pure moisture. And there's no struggle. There's nothing to grab at. There's nothing to hold on to. There's nothing to try to get from anyone else. It's all right here. Opening all by itself. So I encourage you to have Offering heart as often as occasions present themselves to you. It too is a practice. Dana is a practice. And as I said, it's not merely about the tangible. The tangible is an expression of what is within how we treat each other. Naturally compassionate heart. The paramitas too are an enso. We start with dana, we end with prajna. In subsequent talks I'll speak about each one, but to start with this feeling of just (sighs) give it away. Then we can indeed realize realize have deep insight deep wisdom prajna clarity and again dana moving through the paramitas because of Donna, we have Sheila precepts. Precepts bring about an understanding of patience, enduring what cannot be endured, which brings about enthusiasm or dedication or assiduity for the practice. No holds barred, just completely giving oneself to the practice. And thus leads to jhana, zazen, deeply present and still 
in Zazen, no sound. Please do not. Of course, from time to time, someone has a cold, but if you are really in Zazen mind, you won't have to make any sound. This is quite amazing. The moment your mind wanders, <coughs> you'll find this out. So do Zazen. Not the five million, ten million things that you're doing instead, okay? Then, as Master Hakuin said, even if you should miss striking the ground, Kensho, true realization comes undeniably. The door opens all by itself.